So welcome to Design This, Beyond the Dial Line. I'm here with my guest, Robert Lund, who has a background in advertising, branding, creative develop, development, and design strategy. He's been leading the creative departments at some of the most prominent agencies in Europe and the US. Welcome to the show, Lund. Thank you, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you've headed creative with some major players like McCann and Erickson and Crispin Porter and even um, Boguski. So now you're deeply involved in cannabis, crypto and NFTs. Um, tell us how you made it into the space. Yeah, that's a that's a short question with probably a terrifyingly long answer. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I spent I spent a pretty long time in the in the creative industry, as you mentioned, um, and worked at some great places and some weird places. And uh, I had the uh, privilege to to work at one of the best agencies in the world back in um, back in Stockholm, Sweden, where I'm from. And um, and I just like it was the first time where sort of everything worked for me. You know, uh, I didn't realize at that time, but like creativity is is basically something that you have inside you. It's like being tall or being short or whatever, you know? So, uh, and just, just to be able to work in the creative industry was amazing for me. And then, um, you know, uh, we, we, we were lucky enough to do a bunch of work that got a bit of attention over here. Uh, so, you know, job offers started coming in and, uh, it was, you know, it was America. So it's just like, I threw myself in it too. And, um, so I spent, um, I came here in 2012, uh, fresh off the boat, didn't understand anything about the uh, the American corporate system, you know, mm-hmm. ran into all the walls, uh, you know, pretty cliche start, I would probably yeah. say. And, um, you know, but learned a lot and it was a lot of fun too. So, um, uh, but I sort of realized that after a few years, I, I, I was at a few different agencies and, you know, it was really interesting. And I got to, to work with some amazing people and uh, mm. got to work at some places I really wanted to work at. Uh, but I, I felt like the higher I sort of came, you know, moved upwards in the pyramid, the less the work was actually about solving problems with creativity and mm. the more the work became of being a politician. Yeah, it's politics uh, at the top, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's politics <laughs> internally, it's politics externally with clients, yeah. you know, um, and uh, and that's just the way it works. And I sort of realized that I'm I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's not what I'm good at. And I realized that I'm like, there's, there's no way to go here because above where I am, it just becomes more politics and less creativity. So I had, it was a little bit of a, um of an existential crisis kind of you know professionally like and um and i you know at that point um becoming an entrepreneur seemed to be the solution to it um and um i really i knew i wanted to get into cannabis but this was back in 2015 so uh and i didn't want to leave new york and it was before it was decriminalized here uh and so there was no real cannabis industry over here, and I didn't want to leave. So I started a, um, a cannabis-infused skincare company uh, based with hemp and, and uh, CBD. And, um, you know, that was fun. I learned that was, like, the first thing that I actually built from the ground up. And uh, um, I learned a lot 
about that. And I just realized I even more wanted into the real cannabis industry uh, because you're on the fringes. You work with, you know, in contact with growers and, and mm-hmm. people who process the plants and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right. Um, and um, COVID came and COVID wiped away a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, and, and, you know, same thing for me. So when 2021 was about to start, I was basically looking for new things to do. And, um, you know, the, the skincare company still exists, but it's like, it's a, it's a side project now, basically. And, um, and, uh, I got in touch with this guy who, um, who, uh, had a cannabis infused product he had been working on and he presented it to me. And I was like, that seems like a very, very good idea. Cause at the same time, um, I've been an avid user of the plant for mm. since I was like 15, like most people in the industry. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, especially coming over here, I'm like, guys, your weed is way too strong, man. Like it's <laughs> too strong for me. It's like, I just freak out, you know, man, did you um, to California or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, and all the stuff, all the stuff here in New York, like it's it's the Colorado, California stuff, you know. Yeah. So I was just like, what? And it took a while, like it took a couple of years before I'm like, something is weird, you know. Like I, I, and and I started experimenting. So I, I got my hands on some CBD weed, and uh, I started rolling my joints with like a tiny little nugget of like the crazy strong uh, American THC weed. And then I just filled it out with CBD weed. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is way better for me. Uh, And his idea, funnily enough, was uh, his product they had was basically uh, based around low to medium levels of THC and high levels of CBD. And I was like, this is how I smoke my joints. So, so, So I know that I love this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started talking about it. He had, he had done a bunch of research. He's an ex hedge fund guy, so mm-hmm. he likes his research. Um, and he had a really, really, you know, intelligent thesis about next gen cannabis products and mm-hmm. where uh, the puck might be moving. And um, he needed someone who understood branding and who was a little bit more of a radical brand person maybe than than let's say classic classic branding agencies um so and that turned out to be me and uh, now we're here a year and a half later and last week our our cannabis infused green tea lemonades made it onto the shelf in at green goddess in venice so that's our first dispensary for the drinks thank you yeah so it's been a a wild ride and now we're here so we're in the market and um yeah that's that's, that's sort of um how it started and, and also a little bit of where we are <laughs> very cool so do you see uh overlap between like what we're learning in crypto and nfts and what's happening in cannabis there's a lot of similarities between the two industries i think um and uh i mean i don't really know where to start but for one is you know we've we've come we're coming out of uh of a cycle where everything has been at all-time high for for probably a little bit too long right yeah. and things are starting to moving in the, the opposite direction and uh mm-hmm. nobody knows what's gonna happen but uh um, yeah of course I, I feel that maybe the party's over for now a little bit mm-hmm. uh that wouldn't be too surprising um and uh, what i see in like cannabis and crypto those two 
industries, they're just budding, basically. They haven't started to scale yet. So that's a thing that's in common with them, that both of them are future industries, the future growth. And, uh, you know, institutions, either they haven't started or they're not allowed to start investing heavily in it. So so that's that's one interesting aspect. The cannabis industry, as well as the crypto industry, also have had some problems uh, fairly recently as well. You know, there's um, it's hard to make, you know, the profit margins on the, the flower, for example, doesn't really seem to be what the investors thought it was going to be um, a few years ago. Cryptos had some setbacks too, but all this is expected because these are new industries and, you know, they're, they're basically, the industries are basically, they're run by enthusiasts. So yeah. of course, going to be some growing pains. Uh, but so, so on that aspect, I think it's similar. There's also a weird, well, maybe not so weird, but it's also a clear connection between people who love NFTs and that sort of NFT community thinking and people who love cannabis. Because like the whole thing is like smoking weed, buying NFTs, like that's that's now sort of a standard a little bit, it seems like. And, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like from a philosophical standpoint, there's some other things. Both of them are sort of, I wouldn't say anti-government, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's a little bit, you know, it's underground. And um, so, so they, they share that as well. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of overlap between the two industries, uh, which is, yeah, which is actually why we, we decided to be in both. Okay, beautiful. And one, one thing I found really interesting, let's take a dive into your Studio TBD All Access Membership Token. Mm -hmm. So you're offering access to your limited edition products and token gated services and events. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is about how it functions and as a mint pass for Studio TBD Shadow Project. Yes. So um, I feel that NFTs, that we talked about this just a little bit just before we started the recording, but like the purpose of NFTs is always in debate. And like uh, what is blockchain basically? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the whole, the whole thing with digital ownership, like real digital ownership, that's just so fascinating. It's, mm -hmm. it's because it's never existed before. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and we felt strongly that we needed to make web three part of what we do. So instead of just being a cannabis company, we decided that, all right, so we're, we're, we're a creative studio that creates cannabis products, mm -hmm. uh, cannabis infused products specifically, and, um, and web three initiatives. And because of how the, our products are, are sort of what they are because we're they're designed for the more of the mainstream audience instead of the let's say heavy consumers that most products are designed for um so we 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 also knew that we needed uh we will need a, an event series basically mm -hmm. and we needed to also wrap that around something that made sense uh and being a brand person you're always looking for some sort of cultural connection right, right. and cannabis has had a, a very strong cultural connection over the last let's say 20 years in, in like rap music and and, and that world mm -hmm. um and uh maybe we felt like all right but maybe that is starting to um i mean that's those guys are together with willie nelson and and all those old school guys like they're they're really pioneers mm. and and trailblazers in like 
taking this plant and infusing it into a big pop culture movement yeah like over decades right this is not yeah, a small right. thing That's, yeah when you're looking back at it, it's really amazing right like, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy it's such a big part in all of this yeah it did from like the summer of love and onwards basically and mm-hmm. and i feel like the legalization like d- they didn't have a choice after a while because now it's like ingrained in the culture. How can you have something illegal that's ingrained in the culture? If you ask someone in the Supreme Court, they would say, well, that goes against everything we believe in. So, so like the, the whole, that cultural um, fit for cannabis has, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you that it has helped legalization enormously. And, uh, but it might also at the same time be time for a new story. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we were thinking about it and, uh, and we basically felt that What's happening in the Web3 community is so interesting because it's basically raw creativity. Uh, even And, you know, yes, there's a bunch of scams. And yes, there's, you know, you can find a bunch of things to complain about. But I'm not really interested in doing that. Um, yeah. If you look at it, what it is, it's, it's pure creativity. You don't, mm. you can just make something and put it on chain. And if, it's, exactly. if, it, if it connects with people, it's going to work. Yeah. And and it's not the it's not the JPEG that carries the value, it's what it represents. It's like exactly. the people people are complaining about that. It's like, I'm like, well, but you're perfectly fine with paying six hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers that cost seven fifty to make. <laughs> just because it says something on them, right? Yeah. Like everyone thinks that's completely normal, right? Mm-hmm. So this this is the same thing. It's like yeah. it's it's uh it's wearables, it's it's digital ownership. So the, when we sort of got that far to really understand um, the, the underlying philosophy and technology of everything. We're like, well, we have to get into this. And we started, we, I have a story. I had a story in my head that we started developing and um, we, I just felt like we can't rush this out. This is, mm-hmm. this is too good. So yeah. instead of rushing it out and building a bunch of characters and, and you know, trying to compete with, with people who are only doing their NFT project, I'm like, that's just not gonna work. So we, uh, so we decided that um, instead of doing that, we will release a membership token, so an ERC eleven fifty five, mm-hmm. non unique. But there's only going to be ten thousand of them, but they all look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the holders of that token will be getting a lot of benefits, and right now, um, it's fifty percent off. Uh, all purchases in our online store because mm. um, we also make cannabis infused edibles where the THC is hemp derived, which means that, uh, and they're also, they're coming in under the um, 0.3% uh, per dry weight uh, law, which means that our hemp derived edibles are basically federally legal. They're technically CBD gummies, even though they, they, they really, they're pretty potent. Um, and um, so we're selling them. You can ship them anywhere? We can, sh- we, we, we can technically ship them to any state. Uh, there are CBD laws in a lot of states that, that, that says that you can't sell CBD in different ways in a lot of states. So what we have decided to do is to stay on the correct side of the law that's, that's as far as we can. So we're shipping to 13 states online. Uh, California, New York, Florida, um, uh, Oregon being, you know, obviously on that list. Uh, so most major states are on the list. And then the states of the South, except Florida, are not on the list. But, so we, we can ship to 13 states from the web store. And if you have a token, 
one or more tokens, you get 50% off mm-hmm. uh, forever, basically. As soon as we control the, the, the sort of the point of retail, if it's a physical store or if it's an online store, as soon as it's ours, all our membership holders will get 50% off everything forever. So, um, so we're doing that right now. So that's a clear benefit that you already have. And then, like you like you mentioned, they also function as a mint pass for the upcoming Shadow project. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the, the character project, which will be a storytelling project that we're developing right now. So that's also the only way to get awesome. those characters. I love it. Like I love it. That's exactly like the structure that I think most businesses will adopt moving forward. And so you said you said something earlier. I'm I'm not sure if our audience caught it, but you said um, it might be time for a new story. Mm. and that really resonated with me because i was like wow like what better way to say that you know so um i think that what excites me about web3 is what you were saying about how limitless it is creatively and it allows creatives to really like build anything that they want or can imagine and then um with blockchain nfts crypto in general it gives you the technical ability to make it function and tie it to things that are a little bit more tangible, the same way that you're doing right now with your token pass. Mm. I think that's beautiful. And so it answers the, like, yes, maybe it is time for a new story and Web3 might enable us the creative ability to tell it in a way that it's never been told before. Exactly, that's beautifully put. That's exactly what I feel. Um, and um, that's that's the interesting part with Web3 is like, you, you can make it, you can make whatever you want. And I, I mean, I'm old enough to, to, to remember a time before the internet and, um, you know, when the internet sort of broke through and really became relevant was when it connected itself to the physical world. Uh, I have this weird story. I was going to the movies in, in Stockholm in the nineties, a long time ago, and, um, they had just released that you could buy tickets online. So I bought movie tickets online using like a credit card and I'm like, all right. But then I was like, then I still have to stand in line to like get the ticket from the thing, you know, mm-hmm. this is stupid. But I guess, <laughs> I guess now that, I mean, I actually have the tickets now, so that's good. And then I walked into the movie theater and they had put up these little machines where you could just dip your credit card and it spat out the tickets that you already paid for. And I mean, saying this now, it sounds like, what is he talking about? Like, that's their QR codes. I'm like, no, no, no. This is like 1990, I don't know, six, <laughs> you know? And when I stood there and it spat out those tickets, I'm like, oh shit, the internet's going to explode. Like, I'm like, because now, because that's like real value, you know? Yeah. Like, you, that saved me so much time. And I'm like, well, that's something as stupid as a movie theater ticket. Like, all right, so. That, and I think that that's sort of what happened uh, as well. Like it, it connected itself to the physical world and then it just took off. And it's a little bit the same thing with social media, I feel, and digital advertising. Um, that was just like, all right, there's banners and there's this. And it's not really interesting. But then as soon as some agencies started like connecting, you know, the um, interactive aspect with the physical world, Mm-hmm. then it became really sexy and really interesting instead of just like yeah. playing something with something on the screen it's like well yeah, you that, affect that something is, here that part is yeah that's what, make, that's what makes it so real and that's what, yeah i, I think, think so too the physical aspect adoption. absolutely 100 so that's that's i mean our first little dabble in that is the 50 percent off our, our edibles so mm-hmm. 
you know, that's it's not it's not even as sophisticated as the as the uh, movie theater ticket yeah. machine, but it's something. Yeah, it's a start. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm excited every time I hear a company talking about how to bridge that gap mm. because I think that's the future. So congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we have like, um, I don't know the numbers now, but we have a few hundred members already. So that's, that is really, that's excellent. And like mm. people from all over the world. And that's another thing we've seen. Like there's people from countries where cannabis is so illegal that there's no way that they can get their hands on any. But then they can buy our membership token. And now they're like at least sort of a part of the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And actually sort of an, not a not an accredited investor, but still like they're invested in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like who they who they might meet along the way, maybe some new friends. Exactly, and I feel like that's yeah, that's the whole like borderless thing with blockchain as well. That's mm-hmm. the borderless ownership and borderless uh, trade. It's just it's people don't understand how big that is because like mm-hmm. I remember way back when I'm like, I want to buy you know shares of microsoft or apple it's like that was basically impossible mm-hmm. like back way back in the day but now it's like now it's normal everybody's everybody just takes it for granted but it's hard for someone from i don't know africa or the middle east to just like buy 15 dollars worth of google stock i don't think that's the easiest thing in the world but with blockchain it is the easiest thing in the world mm-hmm. Yeah, blockchain changes the game. That's for sure. It it really does. It really does. And and I don't think that we've obviously we haven't scraped the surface yet. And I mean, God knows what's going to happen. Uh, I think there's going to be massive changes because of it. Um, but I'm also look, I'm also dead certain that nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think we're all excited to find out. So yeah. How how can our listeners stay involved and follow along with what you're working on? Well, so we, um, like I said, we uh, we just uh, launched the uh, cannabis infused beverage, which are you know cannabis derived, so they're in in the regulated system in California. So uh, they are for sale at Green Goddess in Venice. You should check it out. The, the staff there is incredible. It's like a super cute and very very well informed dispensary. Um, you can uh, also purchase our product at tbd-products.com. Um, if you want to do that, and that's like the that's the hemp derived edibles, but um, mainly um, follow us on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, and you will, you know, be able to catch the news of what's happening with the project and the shadow project and the membership. Uh, and the tokens are also still minting, so they can check out our website uh, and mint tokens at studio tvd.io. Uh, so there is, uh, yeah, we have a bunch of small touch points out in the ether um the instagram is probably more geared towards the cannabis products the twitter is more geared towards the web3 initiatives but there is an overlap beautiful well thank you robert for joining us that was really an amazing conversation around cannabis and crypto and you're doing some incredible work that um takes both industries into account which is is rare today and but i think um definitely a, a step in the right direction for the future of cannabis. Yeah, thank you so much, dude. I mean, yeah, it's exciting times and I'm super happy to be in in both of them. The the combo I think is is really, really interesting. Absolutely. 
So you can download episodes of Design This Beyond the Dye Line. Look for all of our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, always think beyond the dye line. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.